In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. And there you go. Matt Schaub with that joining us now on the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line. Matt, don't know if you heard that, but if you are going to a cocktail party, you can throw that out there to entertain some of your guests. <laughs> I love that. Any little tidbits or any type of insight like that, I mean, uh, and I'll reference y'all as uh, my, my point of reference. Well, we appreciate that. Matt Schaub with us on the Loud Security <laughs> Systems Newsmaker Line. So, you're a guy that knows what it's like to come off the bench and have to play at the blink of an eye. Is it something that mentally you try to prepare yourself for and, and try to stay loose on the sidelines physically? Because what Chad Henney did yesterday was was pretty amazing. Yes, it was. And, and that, that's exactly what you have to do. Um, as difficult as it is, uh, especially throughout, throughout the game week and the preparation, you're just getting the defense ready. You're not getting any live reps of your game plan you're going through it all mentally you're you're talking yourself through it uh, mimicking what you would do and just um, visualizing it and so to have to go in there in that type of setting and you know I think it was mentioned Chad hadn't really played in a game in probably six years um, although he's played a lot in his career uh, but just shows you the type of pro he is and how he's always ready and prepared and, and ready to go execute and uh, perform his job and but that's uh, no easy task, and especially coming off uh, the bench, uh, backing up a guy like Patrick Mahomes and the expectations and everything. But just to go and do your job and focus on each play, and uh, no bigger play than his third down of 14 run to get them to that fourth and one where they you know, had a decision to go for it. Um, and then obviously him and Tyreek Hill connecting for that, that completion. But, how, but how much? not easy. Yeah, Matt, the other part is Andy Reid had to live with the idea that, oh, wait, why can't he, why can't he, why can't he? And now it's done. He's got a Super Bowl in his back pocket trying to go – back-to-back. Right. But the other thing he was given credit for was actually putting Henny in a game last week when they actually had the lead they had. Do you actually believe that Henny being on the field and, and looking at a defense live might have helped in any way, shape, or form yesterday? I definitely think so, especially if you haven't played for as long as he hasn't You know, over the past few years. I mean, that definitely helps. Just get some live action. You see things full speed, real time, and live bullets. That definitely helps for sure. I mean, you never know you know, when you're going to be up, when you're the backup quarterback, like, like happened yesterday, it's, it's any little fluke play, any little thing that happens, you're in there, and you got to go and cut it loose and um, be ready. What, what are the odds that something below his waist, some part of his leg is not hurting today? Because getting loose, the other part is you don't run really on the sidelines very often. Is there a chance that he's right. got a little bit of something going that on? Was, that was full legs? speed, as full speed can be on that fourth and four, or third and 14 <laughs> play that set up the fourth and one. Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing is your lower half staying loose. And, you know, I don't know how other teams do it. I know for me, you know, I get a lot of throws in on the sideline uh, the past few years because I would always throw and warm up the receivers and get them some catches before uh, going out on the field. Usually when the defense had a third down on, you know, between that and the punt or kickoff, whatever was taking place, I was throwing. So, you know, the arm, usually you can stay pretty loose and, and, you know, keep that limber. But, you know, having your lower body and, you know, if it happens like it did in the second half, you know, that's a long time without having any running or anything, stretching or anything like that. So um, I think it's just a wake-up call to a lot of guys out there that, hey, you might need to uh, you know, stay a little more limber on the sidelines. 
Matt Schaub with us on the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line. We saw a younger guy in Tyler Huntley. I don't I don't think he played that bad, all things considered, on Saturday for Baltimore, especially over the course of a year like this where you're literally not even out there practicing at times. Yeah, that that's really difficult, um, you know, to to go out there, especially on the road against a defense like Buffalo and and, you know, perform and, and be an ass. But you just have to lean on the guys around you. And, and as a quarterback in that situation, a young player that really hasn't had much action whatsoever, um, you know, between running the football or doing whatever you can to just find easy completions and stay, stay on schedule, you know, that's the key there. You know, don't try to do too much. Everybody's going through something for the first time this year, but you talk about leaning on the guys that have been there before. Obviously, the facility at Flowery Branch had to be shut down a few times. Did more pressure, if that's the right word to use, I don't know, but did more responsibility maybe fall on some of the veterans like yourself and Matt Ryan and others as some of the younger guys were really going through the NFL for the first time? Absolutely. and I could not imagine having been like a rookie or even a guy going into my second year and have this situation that we had to go through between not having an off season, the training camp, all testing, you know, we're in the building or out of the building, you have zoom meetings, uh, extra walkthroughs to make up for the lost practice days. You know, there was a lot of things that went into the season and, and not just with us, but with every team across the league, everyone had their own set of issues to deal with. And you know, the, it, you're exactly right. Leaning on the veterans and, and us trying to set the tone. If we did have miss a Thursday and we had to be at home doing virtual meetings and then making up stuff on Friday and Saturday, just getting those guys wired into focus uh, for that extra time on those days during the walkthroughs and go talking through what we want to do on each play because you might have missed a rep of it the day before. And, you know, that's a lot to ask for young players. But I think for the better part of all of those instances that we went through, guys really did a good job of honing in on their responsibilities. And I want to go back to the Andy Reid thing. When you get hot and everything you touch turns to gold, it was a game against the Chargers, the last regular season game. Henny was in a game, and I think he threw it 32 times. So when you go back to we've already clinched it, so the victors goes the spoils. That's why the NFL should not tell you who you're allowed to play or who you need to play. If I win enough games where I can sit my guys, and lo and behold, it was certainly brought up yesterday when they won that game that maybe getting Henny into that game two weeks ago might have been a difference in this whole thing. 100%. You know, they had their seed locked up. They had a home field advantage, and why not let your guys go out there? They haven't had a a lot of opportunities. Let them go out and and do their job and whatever it takes to win and throw it around and um, get guys' action because that'll, you know, as it did yesterday – you know, show its head and, and show that, you know, that, that was a smart decision because you never know. If you don't want to just go out there and run it 60 times and then a guy have to go in and throw it in a playoff game uh, to advance, you know, only up by one score. And, uh, you know, so it, it really showed that Andy knew what he was doing there. We, we haven't talked in a while. Uh, Bobby Hebert many years ago was on with us and he said, look, man, I've seen it all now. My mind, I'm so much more prepared at 37 years old to be an NFL quarterback, but my body's not going to let me. Uh, can you sort of talk to that idea that if you could way back machine what you know and put it into the 24-year-old version of you, what type, what type of player most guys would be? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's some wisdom there when you get older and you realize, you know, the limitations or things that might happen to you that, you know, you could have done when you were 24, 25, but when you're in your late 30s, you know, you can't do, you're not as mobile, you're not, you're not as able to move around and do some of the things, make some of the throws that you were before. You know, I think it, it lets you know that there are certain things you could have done as a young player to prepare yourself for that while you still had all that athleticism and, and ability and the, the talents um, 
that serve you down the road. And that's where you have the timing and the, you know, anticipation and ability to throw guys open, all those things that um, you can work on, but a lot of them are innate and they're just built into your fabric. But if you can hone those skills and work on them, they'll serve you later on. But it's hard to have that foresight when you're uh, uh, 24, 25. Matt Schaub is with us on the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line. Drew Brees, I guess, uh, he hasn't made it official yet, but is going to call it quits when all is said and done. Did you have a moment where you realized, I don't want to do this or I can't do this anymore this season? Well, in in my situation, uh, you know, it's tough because I wasn't out there in live action. So, I was, I was, you know, I was going through my week and getting ready in my preparation, which I felt good. I felt good all year. You know, just didn't have the time on the field, you know, so I wasn't getting beat up. So, that for me, that – that side of it was out of the equation. Um, but obviously for Drew, I mean, whatever decision he makes, I mean, what a what an unbelievable career, you know, all-time great and first ballot Hall of Famer. And, you know, if he does call quits, I mean, he'll he'll be remembered and go down as a legend of the game. But uh, for me, you know, it, it, it there wasn't anything that, that told me other than just, you know, it's been a great run and a, and a long journey for me. You've had an opportunity, and I'm really – when you're playing in a game, we ask guys in all sports, hey, man, you ever just peek a glance over to watch the other side of the ball? You want to watch a quarterback. You want to watch a running back. You've had an opportunity to do that. Um, mm-hmm. what, is, what is it like to be a guy who's played very well in the NFL, put up numbers, won games, but then get a chance to watch certain guys? I mean, do you watch certain guys with a little bit of, damn, I, I, I've seen it on film and I've certainly known a reputation, but this is even better than I thought it was when I watched it in person. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, obviously when you, when you, when they first, when the other team's offense goes out on the field, you know, I'm over there. I like to look at the pictures, diagrams, what we saw from the defense, the previous series, analyze that project, what we want to do the next time. But then I, I always like to get up and, and go and, and see what's going on, see what our defense is doing, see what the other offense is doing versus what we were preparing our defense to face. And, you know, it is, I do find myself watching the other quarterbacks and, you know, seeing what they're doing, see, you know, case in point, week 16 when we're in Kansas City. You know, we saw Patrick Mahomes um, in the preseason a couple years ago and threw like an 85-yard ball in the air, which was ridiculous. But haven't seen him in person, you know, since then. And to be able to watch just his pocket movement and be, be able to extend plays and make throws off platform, off balance, you know, sidearm. I mean, it was just unbelievable the way he was able to throw the football, manipulate it. Um, and still be accurate, which is impressive, uh, you know, probably the most impressive part. So I do find myself watching other guys and seeing what they're doing and, and how their offenses are, you know, creating space and, and executing. Can I ask, is there a BP-type moment where you want to go deep? Do quarterbacks every once in a while just stand next to each other and go, how far can you throw it? I mean, have you guys done that game of, you know, watch this, how, how far can I throw it? Does that happen at all? <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't. I think that that goes back to when you're 24, 25. That yeah, that sometimes happens. But when you're 39, you know, you don't really ever want to get into that race. You just kind of let the young guys throw that because you know it's a, only one good uh, twist of the shoulder and something could uh, go wrong. Did, but did, did you uh, see where Patrick Mahomes threw the football after a touchdown yet uh, yesterday? He threw a I football. I saw him do it. I didn't see where it went though. Upper deck, second row. Wow. Wow. But that the, hurt just watching him make that throw. <laughs> it, it, when, he, when he did it, I was like, man, that, that has to hurt the, the labrum right there. I thought, that, man, that, that it's thing, an age thing. That was probably Didn't hurt him. Hard as that. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and it looked like it was the hardest he had ever tried to throw a football in his life. I mean, that thing, 
the torque that he had, but uh, I didn't see where it ended up. That's that's impressive that it got to the upper deck. Yeah, one of the radio guys actually let it be known. I asked somebody, and I said, no, no, it was part of the call. Upper deck, second it row. It certainly hurt my labrum watching that. Has it hit home <laughs> for you yet, retirement, or do you think it's going to take a little while? Uh, I think it'll take a little while because, you know, this these first few weeks, I'm not doing anything different than I would, you know, eight years ago than, you know, right now. And I think it'll hit me once probably more when, when teams start gathering back, to, you know, whether it's in the off season or whenever that takes place here as we move forward, when, you know, guys are starting to go back to workouts or training camp, whatever that is, I think that's when it really hit me that, uh, you know, I'm not putting a helmet on to lace up the cleats. Yeah, we were talking about Drew Brees. I don't want to call it a rude awakening. I'm sure he loves his kids, but he's got four kids. At what point is he going to start making excuses about where he has to be during the week? Because you're carpooling already, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, carpool line, you know, the kids are off school today, but I'll be in there first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, four of our five are, are in school. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's kind of the put the chauffeur hat on and, and, and take take the kids around. At what point will you have the nerve to tell your wife that daddy, big daddy, needs to sleep in tomorrow? Everybody well, leave me alone. A little tired this morning. You know, I'm not big into sleep. If I can make it to 5, 5, if I can make it to 530, oh. that's sleeping in for me. I'm a morning person, so... Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think I'll ever say that. I think it'll be more trying to get to bed earlier at night. But uh, um, you know, I'll, I'm sure she'll she'll say that to me. She'll probably say, "Hey, let's you know do this or that." Do so. you think you're going to be able to watch a like? Are you a boy? Here, are you a fan of any football team? Like, I know that Falcons pay you enough money, and and, and it's a good life, and you root for guys over <laughs> Not here. Only but, that, do you, do you think maybe you'll coach somewhere down the line? Have you thought about all of those things? Oh, I've thought about anything and everything, and I haven't taken anything off the table. You know, I, I, this game's given so much to me and my family and provided me with uh, the ability to meet so many people and form a lot of bonds and relationships. So, um, you know, there, there's different avenues that I would like to explore and, and see what's out there, but I would never take coaching off the table because, uh, you know, I've been able to pay it back to young quarterbacks. You know, I've, I had help when I was young from veteran players, and so to be able to return that favor – you know, as a veteran the past few years, but also beyond, you know, I would definitely welcome that opportunity given the right situation. Hey, real quick, we have talked about locker room lawyers a lot here, and I'm not telling you we have all the insight, but when you get to know guys in different sports, whether it's general managers on down to players and you have the -the off-the-record conversation, no names, please, uh, what's the reality of Rich Rich McKay said something when he got here. 53 choir boys were all looking for work. you got to understand, what I can't have is a Pied Piper blank hole. I can't have a guy who's a blank hole leading other people down the Pied Piper path. What do you know about locker room lawyering this much time in the NFL, and how how divisive can it be? It can be very divisive, and the quicker you can identify those guys and and root them out and and either explain to them that what they're doing is, is toxic to the environment you're trying to create as a football team, the better, or if it can't change, then you've got to move and go in a different direction for the betterment of the football team and the organization. Cause those guys, you know, it's easy to have certain talks and discussions when you're winning and things are going good. And a lot of problems get masked and can get swept under the rug. But once things start to go South or you have a couple losses or, you know, losing streak or things like that, um, then those guys start to get in other people's heads. And then, you know, it spreads just like COVID-19 can spread. It, it can spread pretty quickly. And, and those things can be really toxic, especially if it's coming from a veteran player and young players don't know any better. They're a little naive and they hear things and then they start to believe it, and, you know, whether it's right or wrong. And those things can be a big problem in your locker room. 
Well, listen, congratulations, Matt. Thanks for being on with the station all season long. 17 years. You can only, Bill Belichick said this a long time ago when he was coaching in Cleveland. You can only fool somebody for so long, especially in this league. So you're doing something right to play 17 years, and hopefully you're able to uh, stick around the hey, game and pay it forward. Do you have anything you think is going to hurt you down the road? I'm, I'm really asking, is there a body part that you've been hurt that maybe we haven't known about, like where you, you worry at least a little bit? Or are you a little bit worried about the headshots? You know, I'm not too worried about that. I think that's just the cost of doing business. I don't, I'm not really worried about that too much. I think the big thing for me is, you know, the shoulders. And, and I had my foot injury back in 2011 when I had surgery in Houston and missed uh, the last month of the season and then the playoffs. So, you know, it'll be interested to know about my, my foot and seeing how that, that ends up feeling down the line. Um, fortunately, the knees have been good. I really haven't had any knee surgeries or problems like that, but you know, those those little aches and bruises, they can rear their ugly head as you get older. So it'll be interesting to see. But you can still get up and drive the kids around, as you said, putting that chauffeur hat on. Matt, thanks again for the time, <laughs> hey, and congratulations. That foot isn't so hurt that you can't put it on a gas pedal <laughs> or right. a brake. Get the hell out of here. I'll be all right with that, and as long as I can rotate around the golf ball and still hit it down the middle of the fairway, we'll be all right. Perfect. Matt Shaw, thanks for the time, and again, thanks for being on all season long. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. You got it. Matt Schaub. One-time Falcon backup quarterback, starter for years in the league, 17 years, calling it quits, joining us on the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.